The year is 1983. I'm meant to be recording Podcast 70. What's happening is anybody's guess. All right, Bolly Nickers, fire up the quattro and let's get moving. <laughs> Adam? I think I'm Jean. Yeah, yeah, you were last time I looked, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jean. Uh, and we're rather light on the ground because unfortunately, fake Keith and Crumbly are icky pups. Yeah. Yep. Well, I was lying in my bed right now. I'm not guessing which. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Must remember to wake her up before we this go. This is not Pilecast 69 anymore. This is 70. We've moved on beyond the smut. So. Podcast 70. It seems like years since we recorded Podcast 69. (laughs) Yes. Well, Um, about what, 10 minutes ago? If that. (laughs) Oh, well. So, do we have any news? Has any news happened in the world? The power of radio. It's one addendum piece that I actually forgot to bring up last time. Um, A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that Matt Smith was on the cover of The Times. Yep. Now, I have a habit of any Doctor Who on the cover, I'll have a habit of picking up the magazine and quickly flicking through to read the uh, article. If this is sounding like an excuse, dear listeners, you're (laughs) about to find out why. I, 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 I I was flicking through this magazine because it had Matt Smith on the front, one of the yes. one of the glossies. Yes. And a couple of the pictures in the magazine was how can I put it, slightly near to the knuckle for my tastes. <laughs> yes. And I didn't like it. And I just casually flipped to the front again and realised that I was actually reading the gay times. <laughs> <laughs> Likely story. Happily married man. You know? No, no. It, Could be a beard. It, it was Thank you. It was on the cover of the Gay Times. And considering he's only 27 years old, I'm not too sure how to take this one. Well, for a long time, the, the dear doctor it. has been a gay icon. Yes, yes. Even, even, was. Yeah, well, even before then, back in our youth. In, in the good old days, yes. I know heterosexual males in the UK Doctor Who fan group were very few and far between. <laughs> Severely outnumbered. Yeah. Most of them now work for Doctor Who, or should I not <laughs> yeah. say that? Don't think you should say that. Anyway, a little intro bits from somebody. Oh, right. You're listening to Staggering Stories. <laughs> Thank you, Katie Manning. Okay, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I have to say... I think some of our listeners need help. <laughs> Serious help. I mean, like, please go see someone now. That's, that's Katie Manning. <laughs> that was Katie Manning, yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. <laughs> the Katie Manning. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, without further ado... Some, some former actresses from the TV series yeah. need some, some serious, serious help. Yeah, we always knew she did. Yes. <laughs> uh, some, listening to some of the um, speak auditorium speeches that she's done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, without further ado, I think we should launch into launch. our first article. Oh, could it be... Um, you know, go on, go on, know, you know what it is. Um, you can do it. Go on, go on. Should we launch at Blake 7? Blake 7. <sighs> No. Remaking it, I heard, but we'll see. They're, they're always remaking yeah. Blake 7. Yeah. Well, I can't think anything that oh. happened this week. Give me that, dear listeners, is my head, and it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> is this something we should have been watching? Doctor Who! Oh, yeah, that was on. Okay. <laughs> the Beast the, Below. Yes. 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 Episode Sounds 2 promising. of the Matt Smith 
extravaganza. I watched okay. this one with company. Oh, oh did you indeed? Mm, Bill was round for the weekend. Oh, okay. Ah. Mm. What's his take on the... I'm not yeah. alone. You Londoners. We'll fill you in in some comments as we go along. Well, the clean ones. <laughs> yeah, the like... edited comments. I'm sure I must like uh, oh, Grunhilda, though. Huh? Oh, yeah, Grunhilda Nobnackle, I think, is universally popular. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. You get the impression that the episode starts roughly after uh, the end of Eleventh uh, Hour. One would hope so, considering she's still running around in her nighty. I would like to think that she is literally only just moved on, or why is he leaving her running around in just her nighty and her shirt? And I should like to point out, from a sartorial point of view, if she happens to be a stripper, sorry, kissogram, kiss-a-gram. Yeah. Kiss-a-gram. there is no way that's the nighty she wears. <laughs> really? Well, I, I would have thought you, you need to get away from your professional job so you yeah, would wear but something. But it would be either a long T-shirt, PJs, or something a little bit more than your granny's old <laughs> nightdress. Quite good, I know, isn't it? It's a bit billowing in places. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kind of light cottony. Anyway, um, so yes, it, I think it follows directly on by the fact that she's still yeah, in her PJs. Yeah. You get the feeling it's a few minutes, enough time for yeah. her to ask, does it travel in space? space. Well, time. Yeah, and yeah the, the standard questions. Yeah. And what does TARDIS stand for? Yeah, oh, yeah. you mean space? Oh, look. Yeah, yeah <laughs> let me go and hover outside. The <laughs> let the docs have a quick look up of us. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> this is the family programme where we don't mention that he... <clears throat> yes. We've seen the trailer. <laughs> so we start off with, as we say, Amy getting used to the idea that this is a spaceship. And yep. Yep. It's a nice shot as well. We've never seen a companion hang, dangling out of the door no, like that in space. No, no that, uh, that's, it's a subtle use of the FX money. You always get the yeah. feeling that there's kind of like a gravity sphere as well as an atmosphere around the TARDIS. But there isn't. She doesn't get gravity till she goes through the door. The door. Yeah. Yeah. Then her hair yeah. falls down. It's very well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. It, that, a thought has gone into it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how they did it. Yeah. It's very well done. They didn't actually cover it on the... Um, they didn't, no. The I've got a feeling it was probably from the look of it, from the wavy effect, it was massive about big fans underneath her. Mm. Maybe, yeah. Because it wasn't water. Anyway, no. we go... We, we, we're we're digressing. On anyway, yes, yes, yes. Let's get on with it. It. So they look down and they see Starship UK. Which was nicely done. I mm. thought the, the, mm. the, it looks like a proper city built on the back of this ship, mm. a la sort of skyscrapers. Yeah. And you had the in neon lettering all down the side. For the different counties. For the different counties. counties. I thought that was a nice yeah. touch. It's also the fact that Surrey, the, one of the R's, are flickering out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sussex was there. I saw Sussex. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah Sussex yeah. was there. Yeah. London wasn't. But they had a city block, London. London was mentioned a couple of times. Yes, they, I think they were there in London, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. for yeah, most London, of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the line, one rule I never, ever break, is I never, ever get involved. Yeah. And what's the first thing he does? Yeah. The words aren't out of his mouth. The name is looking at him on the view screen and he's sitting outside <laughs> yeah. with the kid yeah. on the chair. With, with the crying child. <laughs> yeah. Something along the lines of, okay, do what I always do, try to stay out of trouble. Yes. Badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of self depreciating humour running yes. through this one, yes. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, I. I have to say, I'm, I'm watching it, the opening of it, and like, yeah, they're on spaceship earth or a spaceship land in that and within about 10 or 15 minutes most both me and bill said oh don't tell me we're redoing satellite five the long game and there's going to be something nasty in the basement this time <laughs> that's controlling everything Give well, the name of the title yeah <laughs> but even with it i didn't actually know what the title was i oh, hadn't okay. looked at the title but we both had that feeling of Slight touch of deja vu. Yeah. Mm. It, it does subvert it, though. Yeah, it, it, mm. to a certain extent, it does flip it on its head. There yeah, is something in the basement, but it's not necessarily controlling it all. It's not something nasty in the basement. No, no. no. And the other clip was when he fell down. they fell down the, the rubbish chute. Yeah. We both almost simultaneously said, if those ruddy walls move, <laughs> yeah, at yeah. which point I then said, don't, don't. I bet you there's something... That they're on, or there is a monster in there. At which point it moved, and there was a tongue, and I'm sitting there. Okay, we've had our another Star Wars <laughs> yep. homage. Yep. Yeah, 
it's perhaps too close to the the end of time at the moment to do mm. a Star Wars. Another but they Star did Wars one. Image, but, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was a bit telegraphed, though. <laughs> though I did like when he did the vomit reflex. The, well, the, uh, this is going to be undignified, straightening yeah. the tie. Mm. Yeah, so. yeah. I liked the use of the um, the clowns in the booth. They reminded me of the laughing clown up at Blackpool yeah. from years ago. Yeah, I'm sure it's And there. I think that played... Most kids, and a lot of adults, I do, I, I have yeah. a problem with clowns' faces and dolls' faces, the fact they're very unemotional. And I think they were very, very cleverly used. There was the right level of sinister with them without them being overly frightening. Mm. I thought that was that was balanced just right. Mm. I like them, but... I wasn't necessarily sure of the point of them, besides the fact that they're there to be sinister and scare the kids. Well, the whole point, it clearly is, that it's meant to be a kind of police state, 1984. Yeah. yeah. And they are the all-seen eyes. Yeah. They are Big Brother. They're, they're CCTV, yeah, they, are. they are. And they give feedback to people. So they don't just watch. They actually sort of frown at you. Yeah. So, you know, you're being watched and it doesn't like what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Which is is a good idea, yeah. although it doesn't really explain how they no, came into that form. That's it. That's no. it. That's, that that's, was a little lacking. That's that's what I, I I wouldn't say didn't like. It was just a slight niggle mm. at the back of my mm. mind. And then you had the winders, who again wasn't explained their purpose. They're, they're half winders, half smilers. Yeah, presumably they're there. These smilers are meant to clockworks. So presumably yeah. they maintain them. It would and have been they act as police. It would have been nice to have seen one of them being winding. maintained, yeah. being winded, you know, yeah. wound up. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you just saw the, they they existed as two on the screen. They existed as two completely different entities. They did. Yeah. yeah, they didn't seem to be part of the same system, no, same police no. force or whatever. That would have been, it would have been nice to have them married up, but. Yeah. That, That's a minor niggle. That yeah, what yeah. you're saying now also, I have to ask that question regarding the beast below itself. Yeah. You have these tentacles yeah. that come up, mm-hmm. which when you have the diagram of the, the sea whale, yeah. where are those yeah, tentacles? Actually... What are those tentacles? How do they actually relate to the sea whale underneath? Space whale. Uh, Space whale. It didn't seem you... to match up. No, I, th- no. I think the fact it was perhaps the, the size of the image, the computer with yeah, the space yeah. whale. It was... Those were tiny compared to this, you know, the huge city yeah. that... Yeah, but... I see, would, yeah, I, no, I understand where you're coming match, from. Yeah. You did seem to have an art, an art, you know, how they related to the whale itself. No. If they're, like, you know, gross off of it or yeah. what. Because mm. the picture you have didn't have lots of, like, almost... Um, tentacles. Tentacles or, or, hair. or yeah. hair follicles coming off that these could have been. No. Um, they had a few at the bottom, kind of much bigger yeah. Yeah, sort of things, but not at the top, but... Never mind about that. <laughs> Although they were very... They were very well done. Oh, I yeah. liked when they sort of like... The kids, it's sort of like patting right the, the kid almost yeah. at the end. Yeah, no, I was going to say they're very Half-Life. They're taken always verbatim from Half-Life. Mm. What what they reminded me of was basically the 456. They were a bit like that too, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the but space pelican. There's a level in Half-Life where you have to get past one of these creatures which has, just like that, just kind of <laughs> beak sort of thing. And just... They may well be the 456. Yeah. <laughs> no. But the wider story, yes. obviously, is the UK had to evacuate the Earth, yep. presumably for the same reason that the Ark in Space people. Yes, yeah, so they didn't reference that. I'm not sure if that was deliberate or accidental. I think I'm sure but... it was, yeah. yeah same the time flares. as well. Yeah. And their ship broke down, or they didn't finish it in time, didn't have an engine. No. And some space whale came along and they captured it. Yep. To, uh, and that's their ride out of the solar system. Yeah, to propel the uh, the vessel, the uh, Starship UK, out of the solar system mm. to their new world. I did like, um, and I thought it was quite interesting, given that the best-kept secret in Britain was announced just before it, of when the election was, yeah. that this also had the whole voting booth and the, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, the forget and all that the, kind the, of the, stuff. This slight little dig of once every five years everyone forgets what's happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice idea, though. I like the idea that the government felt like they had to tell the people, yeah. but couldn't let them remember. Remember, yeah. Mm. It gave them the choice to... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do wonder... They said if 1% vote against, yeah. they would release the space whale. Yeah. I wonder if they really would have, because as soon as people voted against, they were The, the doors opened, yeah. <laughs> also, it's the fact that... Um, it could be the fact that nobody could quite remember, but it was the air of fear that was generated. Remember yeah. we mentioned mm. that nobody was looking at the kid? They yeah. All yeah. their parents knew who was crying, so they're afraid. What are they afraid of? Mm. Yeah. You know, if, it could be the fact that they couldn't remember... 
or it could be the fact that some of them knew. Yeah. You know. Well, they, they knew the police state yeah. nature of it. Yeah. They didn't yeah. necessarily know about the whale, but yeah. Because it, 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 it was certainly something fractured at the centre of the society. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like the way the Doctor noticed that immediately. Yeah. Mm. And he pointed out all these things which made yeah. it clear. And very Shark Holmes sort of way. Yeah. Thought. What I loved is the water, for no reason, just sort of putting a glass yeah. of water on the floor. And it's, yeah. it's explained later. Which but, uh, is, is totally and utterly wrong, because as Bill pointed out, you don't actually need an engine to move a ship through space. Once you've got out of the orbit, you just <laughs> point it in the direction, and it will move its own velocity, which would then mean there wouldn't be engines required, and you wouldn't have any... This is a problem when you watch a program <laughs> with someone who's into yeah, this kind of physics. Going, yes. <laughs> yeah, once you've got inertia going, yes. Yeah, you wouldn't have an engine. But I still thought it was a nice little... I thought it was a nice touch. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And he didn't really explain how they were generate, generating so much power. Yeah. The yeah. amount of energy they must get through, they must have generators. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't they cause well, vibration? Sh- yes. Sure, the electricity to torture the thing. Well, there's all the lights, you yeah. know, millions and millions of lights yeah. in all those towers. Yeah. yeah. But Not everything was clockwork or winded up. No. No. That's the... Yeah, I loved there. Elizabeth the <laughs> Tenth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed that they keep the family history alive no, about the yes. Virgin Queen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, um, I mean, memory. the actress that played her, I, I think she's very... I've seen her in some other things. She and, was um, I've seen in... Her before, but yeah, she was in the webcast Doctor Who. Yes. So yeah. I gather, though, yeah. you don't get to see yeah, it. It's a cartoon, yeah. so I admittedly, but yeah. Now I've mm. seen her in um, in other non Who stuff, and she's always been you she's know very good. very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually sat there thinking, I like Karen Gillan, but if ever we need another assistant, <laughs> the gun toting <laughs> Elizabeth Liz Ten. Yeah. Did you all get who she was immediately? Um, I, I did. I kind of got the fact that yeah, she. I, I didn't. Name like Liz Ten. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I didn't know what the name was initially, but I got no. the feeling. Yeah, you are actually the person in charge, even if you're, you don't know you're the person. You are in someone charge. important in society, simply mm. going around in a mask. Yeah. yeah, I liked the way that she was investigating her, her own government, but yeah. turned out to be herself. Her. Yeah, yeah, she's investigating herself essentially. So it's all just the whole thing is looped. Mm. But the best bit, of course, has got to be the interactions between the Doctor and Amy. Mm. Particularly at the end there. Uh, I think he does... Ve- it's another aspect, and an aspect you only occasionally see, but he does very good towering rage. Yes. Well, you see, Quiet. here is where I start to disagree. Oh, dear. I know. <laughs> I thought, uh, and, and I think in this one more than anything else, yeah. Karen got Gillen acted the pants off of Matt Smith. She can act the pants off me any time. <laughs> she, really, no, she really, really out-acted him yeah. completely. Yeah. Really? Oh, I really yeah. felt... And I'm sitting there, and at the end of it, you've got him doing this speech about, you know, you're all evil sons of a so-and-so, and I'm stuck and I've got to kill it or yeah. kill you, and yeah. having his rage, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay... She does her one speech about it was the children and my lips going. <laughs> and I'm sitting there she's she's making me feel yeah. emotional yeah. to the character. Yeah. He was not making me feel emotional to the character. And something Bill pointed out, and I think he's right, so they tried it with Colin's Doctor, they tried it with Peter's Doctor, and they tried it till Sylvester's Doctor, making the Doctor vulnerable. The Doctor didn't notice yeah. that the mm. sea whale was... Off. The Doctor was ready to kill it, was ready to kill yeah. one or the, the other of them, it, yeah. and it was the assistant that had to point out to him that this isn't the yeah. option. Are they going to start to make him like those three Doctors, this vulnerable Doctor? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think... But we've had this... Certainly before, with certainly with Tenth Doctor, yeah. Waters of Mars, mm. I'm superior, I can yeah. do everything. Had it with um, the fires of Pompeii. Yes. And certainly with, Do- the, and certainly with Donna turning around to him and say, sometimes you need somebody. But, but in the fires of Pompeii, he worked out what he had to do. Yeah. He just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And Donna was the one that put him in the right direction. In this one, he worked out what he had to do and what he decided to do was the wrong thing because he was the one that wasn't looking and yeah. seeing that, that's what I mean. and listening. That's because he she didn't, was. He didn't recognise in himself what this creature was. It was a mirror of him, and he didn't recognise himself in that creature. Which is fair enough. You need would need an outsider to do that. I do understand that. But I, I, I yeah, I think I think on this one again, she she far oh, outacted yeah. him. Yeah, I think she. I, I, 
no disrespect, I think she's the better actor of the I'm, two. I'm still I'm, waiting to see this gonna... amazing actor we've all been told we've got <laughs> for the last six months like it's a mantra from every BBC employee. Uh, no, I, I think she, she of the two is the better actor. I'm liking the way this Doctor is going. Yeah. Admittedly, there's a few things then that he does that occasionally jars with me. Really? But... That is only going to be a matter of time getting used to how mm. he portrays it and how mm. he does no, how he does certain things. No, I have just... no problems with him at all. In fact, I I couldn't even begin to compare them how good they are to each other. I think they're both great. Um, I really like the way he delivered some of the lines like uh, "No human is the right to yeah, talk to me today." And that's mm. the bit what I mean about towering rage. Yeah, yeah. See, none of that's come across to me. I'm just I'm literally prejudiced. I, I, I possibly am, but there are there are classic lines that are being said but I'm not feeling any emotion with them. And it's not the 45-year-old that's feeling callous and horrible and the rest of it. Yeah, I watched the Davisons back, yeah. and there were lines, and the hairs go up on the back of the neck. I feel emotion to the character of the situation. Mm. She's making me... She's a young yeah. actress. She's not that much older than him. I'm feeling she's emotion... Younger she's younger than him. I'm feeling yeah. emotionally attached to her character. Yeah. I'm not feeling emotionally attached to his portrayal of the Doctor. Mm. Oh, well, maybe I, that I, I thought it was just the first yeah. one, but there was nothing in this one. So I thoroughly enjoyed the story, and I'm not going to not enjoy the stories because yeah. I think these stories are being really wet, well rewritten, and that, even if some of them are slight elements of deja vu to them. Um, but I'm just not so far, I'm not being emotionally captured by his portrayal of the Doctor. I'm told he actually changes it quite a bit by the end of the season. Mm. We we'll see. Certainly, and that, this one, that may it may take that he'll grow on me yeah, rather than yeah. anything else. Certainly, this one he seems more himself than he did in the last one. Oh yeah, as you know, as you'd expect, because he is now the fully formed Doctor. Yeah, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Just having said that, my last thing I've got to say is I did like a few touches. The oh, fact yeah, that really. he's calling he sometimes he calls her Pond. Mm. This way, Pond. Down you come, Pond. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> The only one, other one thing I would say about this that reminded me of the um, the long game is as the end you pull out yeah the crack on the side yeah Amy's crack are we, yep. we going to go back it's Amy's crack it's yeah. Amy's <laughs> crack so to speak please please yeah but are we is this a case of we're going to end up back there again could be Don't maybe know. not is it there because the doctor's visited there mm. or is it there because Amy's and I have to admit there, I do yeah. like the bit of the end it's the prime minister which prime <laughs> minister yeah. <it> <laughs> So, yeah, look, look forward to the next one, I think. Yes. It'd be the first non-Moffat yeah. uh, 11th Mark Doctor. Gatus. Gatus, yeah. Gatus, yes. Yeah. I wonder what it's gonna, what villain it's going to have in it. I don't know, mm. but I do like the Union Jack Still. on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really like it. So, we're, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. We now have a quick escape pod discs from Graham Sheridan. Oh, Hello, Graham. Go for it, Graham. Grey bags. Hello, Stallion Stories team. Hello. And the head <laughs> of Pertwee. Yeah. I'm... Graham, the second Doctor Sheridan, from the Professor Howe Doctor Who parody podcast and Germany Reports section of Doctor Who Podshock. Mm-hmm. And this is my escape pod discs. Not so much as any particular order or a particular CD, DVD or book order, but yeah, you'll, you'll get the idea. So, first of all, Douglas Adams... Everything, and I mean everything. Everything he ever wrote that's possible to get your hands on, whether it be DVDs, books, CDs, radio dramatizations, and I mean everything. Uh, also, things such as his time in Doctor Who, where he did rewrites, yeah. you know, all that. You know, City of Death, Pirate Plan, everything. Yeah, I mean everything. So, on to my next one. Sir, <laughs> Terry Pratchett. Oh, and yes. all stories involving the character Samuel Vimes. <laughs> uh, he's the, uh, well, he ends up being Lord Samuel Vimes, uh, but he's in charge of the City Watch. Mm-hmm. Also, the character Moist from Litvig. Yep. And most 
of a death, no, the character death, specific stories. And, uh, yes, I know. Yeah. Every story has death in it. Yes. <laughs> at some point he'll come up and say a little bit. But <laughs> I'm death. in the death specific stories, such as the Hogfather. So, the next one is the so complete as possible Troughton era Doctor Who. <laughs> well, it's not on film or DVD. Yeah. I'd like to have the audios. You know, there are the uh, BBC audios, which were basically yeah. put together from the fans who sat there of a Saturday night recorded this, the actual episodes there, and they're bridged by uh, you know, the one person or the other, you know, like Colin Baker. Yeah. So uh, this also includes the Companion chroni- Chronicles, uh, involving his past companions, uh, you know, the ones that are done by Fraser Hines, uh, Wendy Padbury, uh, and Deborah Watling, and uh, also Annika Wills. So, <laughs> talking about this, point four. Big finish. And specifically, the pirates, the one doctor, <laughs> and the complete... <laughs> Great. I mean, complete. I speak a lot of German, so this comes through occasionally. But the complete Zagreus run of stories, and yes, I do love them, even though they're absolutely confusing to a lot of people. I don't know why. But hey, so it is. And of course, from Big Finish, the complete Iris Wild Time runs. And finally, for this Escape Pod Discs, sci-fi DVDs that every science fiction fan should not be without or right. should own. Go for it. So, first of all, of course, is War of the Worlds. Ah. Uh, yeah, yes. Not that... I won't mention that new version, but the <laughs> original film version. Good yep. man. Which yep. reminds me, uh, I'd like the book of that too. Yes. Uh, also, but the 50s version. Also to this... The Time Machine, both versions. Mm. It doesn't really matter. I like both of them. Uh, Some people probably have got a problem with the new one because it starts with a love story, but uh, (laughs) it gives them the... Well, you know, modern people, modern society requires some sort of... uh, Oh, he just felt like doing it is a bit of a weak sort of start. So, you know, huh. Anyway, I digress. The next one is The Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, yeah. Again, in both versions. I like mm. both versions. <laughs> uh, when Worlds Collide. Yes. Yeah. The Forbidden Planet. Yes. Ah, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Young and not farting around for a change. Yeah. Also to the list, This Island Earth. Yes. Uh, but not the sci-fi theatre, whatever they call 3000. Yeah. Uh, I can't yeah. remember what they call themselves. And finally, to the end, this list... 2001 A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. 2010 The Year They Make Contact, and the book 3001, because mm-hmm. this kind of nicely rounds out uh, the the um, quadrilogy of the Odyssey books there from R.C.C. Clark. So, uh, keep up the good work. Uh, that was my Escape Pod Discs, and hopefully I'll look forward to hearing even more starring stories. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. Can I ask when he broke into my flat and went through my DVD collection? <laughs> I, I have to say, it reminds me of uh, my childhood because they used to have a BBC Two sci-fi film run, and mm. those were the films they always would show <laughs> over, you know, a month. Yeah. Yes, you know those that have yeah. seen the original and those that have only seen the remake because those that have seen the original know. Kleptu, Barreto, <laughs> no. Nicto. Yeah. <laughs> Turn Jedi. Anyway, <laughs> but I have to say that was, I have to say that was probably the best role that Keno Reeves ever did because he needs to be a wooden, unworldly, unemotional person. Yeah, that and Matrix is the only two films <laughs> yeah. ever made for him. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, thank you for that. Yes, thank yes, you. Thank you. Time for a quick ident. Not an ident. Hello, I'm Annika Wills, and you're listening to Staggering Stories. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You've been a busy little person, haven't Where did you? Where you get that from? <laughs> when did I get it? Well, yeah. Uh, a signing recently, yeah. Uh, did we ever use Toby Hay, the, the Cornell's one? We haven't. I've got that somewhere. Put it on the end. Right. What now, boss? Ooh. Governor. I feel like an, yeah, maybe an 80s throwback. Oh. Shouldn't get out there and fire up the quattro. Yeah, why not? Okay. My name is Alex Drake. I was shot and found myself in 1983. 
Is it real or in my mind? Either way, I have to solve the mystery of what all this means and fight to get home. Because time is running out. That mean I've got to wear eyeliner? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you should go back to the 80s, that red dress again. <laughs> oh, Bolly would have looked good in that red dress. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pipsqueaks and bods, we have been watching the second, yes, second episode of Ashes to Ashes. Season three. Season three. Mm. Mm. This one... <laughs> starts bizarrely. Yes, starts. But I think it, it settles back down into the pattern of Ashes to Ashes. Which, yeah, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because, as you said, it really starts bizarrely with a how can I take it a, a lip sync musical version of Uptown Girl. Quite badly lip. Quite badly <laughs> lip sync. Yeah, Jean Hunt. <laughs> Ray. Yeah, yeah. And Chris and, and Chris some and other unknown some person. some Bob. Yeah, he's yeah. the silent one in the background in the squad room. I don't know if you've not, I think he's been in every episode, oh, but he hasn't he's, got he's a one, name. Yeah, didn't recognise him. Okay. Yeah, I I have to say, Gene Hunt singing Uptown Cow oh, is one of those images that will probably <laughs> stay with me for an awful long time. But dancing very very badly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. It, it was almost like your granddad doing Grease Lightning. Oh God, yeah. Very, very bad. Let's not go there. Just draw a discreet veil over But that. one does have to ask, why Bolly is actually dreaming about Jean Hunt yeah. and co singing Uptown Girl? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Wondering what, the, what she was eating, cheese and, and onions beforehand. Yes. Yeah. Bullets in the brain can do that to you. <laughs> um, it settles down to a, quite a basic storyline initially, because yeah. it's got a couple of threads running through this, mm -hmm. with um, them trying to track down a serial killer. Oh, yes. which materialises by a hand turning up in their office. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they get posted a hand, a, yep. a severed hand with a, a crescent-shaped burnt onto the flesh. Into the palm there, yes. yes. So Bolly ends up inventing speed dating. Dating, basically, mm. yes. Which had a few humorous moments. I have to admit, me and Bill sat there when the guy she was talking to and he said, I'm not supposed to do this here. And we go, he's the killer! He's the killer! <laughs> <laughs> There weren't many to choose from, do you? No, but, uh, <laughs> but I think that was just the that had to be over and done with pretty quickly because that was the story just for this episode. Yes. Yeah. While they have now touched on and started opening up perhaps the season arc, yeah, as much in more, yeah. what has happened to Sam Tyler? Mm. Am I the only one who doesn't think he's dead? Well, yeah, his body was never recovered. Yes. And the I only other person there was Jean Hunt. Yes. And when Jean saw that she had got Sam's um, possessions, yeah. Yeah. he didn't say anything. He almost like lovingly tucked it back into yeah. the drawer. And it's almost like he wants her to find out, to yeah. know what's going on. He can't tell her for some reason. Mm -hmm. He needs her to find but out. But an interesting thing is he, beginning of the episode, he almost immediately took down the press cutting of yes. Sam's yeah. death that was yeah. pinned to the table. Has been since the beginning of Ashes to Ashes. Yeah. Mm. And Jim Keats, the investigator from Internal Affairs or... Nasty. Disciplinary nasty. and... Yeah whatever it's called, is obviously under the impression that Gene Hunt has killed yes. Sam Tyler. Yeah. And is poisoning Alex's mind to think the same. And also, this is the first time where you've actively got him trying to break up the team and advising uh, Sharon, Shazza, yeah. to leave, to, yes. to resign her commission, and to This walk is why away. I think there's more going on with him than we see. There's lots of little hints by the fact that his little hellhole downstairs yes, very is very, hot. very hot, hot with this yeah. fire burning all the yeah. time. I mean, it, it kind of, you're, you really think they're playing this one over. It's, but it's, I also got the feeling that Shaz is quite pivotal yeah. to the conclusion. Yeah. Yes. And he needs Shaz out of there in yes. order to augment it to how he it wants it. It's that destruction of the team. I don't think it was for Shaz's good no. that he wanted to act. Oh, no. It was for his own plans. Yeah. It's a It was a very Shaz-centric episode. Mm. Because I... There's obviously more to it than we're being led to believe or mm -hmm. uh, what is in this particular episode. But to my mind, she had a very strong reaction to screwdrivers. Why? Yes. There you know, two instances. Two instances. Of one being... where she's threatened with a screwdriver. Yeah. yeah. And later at the end, one is by her. And I'm yeah. not quite sure why no, it's no. there. Uh, one, 
she has a screwdriver left on the desk, oh, which she right. splits out and throws it yes. at someone. Yes. And then she's threatened by a screwdriver. And then halfway through, we saw, I think, an open toolbox with the red-handled screwdriver in it, which is the screwdriver she used to stab. Yeah, which the, she, she yeah. apparently found on the floor next yeah, to her. Yeah, she, did sure she... I, I'm sorry. Did or was she, it she carrying it... Yeah, that's what I mean. Did she, pocket, yeah, right. did she find it, or did she take that particular screwdriver with her? I don't know. And the other thing, a lot of references to stars. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Alex follows her home. Yes. And she hits a wall of stars. Yeah. Yes. She seems to hit a, nothing. The, yeah. the, her, the, the world end, ends. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And then at the end, Shaz is drawing stars. Yes. Yeah. On her yeah. paper. And then Shaz quits. Yeah. Basically, because of she's fed up with things. Or, yeah, it, it, she she takes advice from Keats, and Keats, and Keats tells her to yeah, get, really. get out. Basically, but Hunt wants her to stay. <laughs> yes, and then when she do, she agrees to stay after being offered a promotion to uh, to a detective. Uh, detective, yeah, kind of sideways really. Well, well, it's yeah, it, it gets it, her out of the uniform, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> then there's it looks at her. The, the screen looks at her for a minute, and then there's a burst of music. Yeah. Mm. Life on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. The girl with the mousy hair. Yeah. The other thing... Which is I, very weird. I don't know what that means. There's also a connection between her her and Jean Hunt, a very strong connection, because once she stabbed the guy, she still likes Chris. Yeah. Chris hugs her, but she shrugs off Chris yeah. to go to Jean. Yeah. Mm. Also, there was some... I'm not sure of the connotations, but when there was one scene with her, she's talking away, saying something, and everything darkens down, and you've just got a spotlight on yes. her. Yes. And then it brightens up again. Yes. Is that this one? That had that, Alex at the, at yeah. the beginning of the first This yeah. happened in this one. It happened with the... Shaz as well. Yeah. Oh, OK. It's almost like they're coming out of time. Yeah. Or phasing yeah. out. Yeah. Hmm. Also, somebody onto Alex's desk has chiselled yes six slash six slash twenty. Yeah, now so it appears to be unless it's o two slash nine slash. Well, I'm sorry if it's six slash six slash twenty. If when in eighty three the whoever was if that's a birth date, whoever that would be would be round about their sixties in eighty three. Yeah, true. Mm. But if it's Backwards. If it, yeah. I don't know the significance of it if it's backwards. No, I don't know. Time also seems to be significant. In the first one, the clock yes, goes there at is a significant a clock thing, time. Right? Yeah. And that, I can't remember what the time is, but I'm sure that came into this one as well. Yeah. Um, the time thing sort of became a, a feature again. I do like with the... Uh, the same as with um, Life on... Um, 906. 906. Same as on Life on Mars. Yeah. I like the fact that it is still a police series. Oh yes. Even with everything else going on, they are you've you've got the running theme last time of the, the, the Masonic Lodge type yeah, stuff. Yeah. This time we're obviously coming to the end game with it all. But the fact you have serious detective stuff in between. Yeah. The detective stories that go on in between do not necessarily drive the plot forward. No, no, mm. And no, it would be no. very, very easy to fall into that trap of making everything drive the plot yeah. forward. Yeah. They might end up with clues in that, but they... They stand alone as the individual the now, police yeah. Yeah, the, events. The, the, at the moment, the basic story could be straight out of um, Cagney and Lacey or The Bill or yeah. Yeah. Poli- yeah. Um, Starsky and Hutch. It's just interweaved with this layer of what the hell's going on. Mm. Has anyone pressed the red button to watch Gene Hunt's um, music videos? No, no I haven't. No. I didn't. Dent. Over, <laughs> over here, after the episode has gone out, you can press the red button and you get a loop of four or five tracks, not necessarily from that particular programme, but yeah. from the era, mm-hmm. Top of the Pops, with Gene Hunt's comments. Oh. It's, it's not <laughs> Philip Glenister, it's Gene Hunt's <laughs> comments. And some of them are absolutely hysterical, especially when you remember the fashions and everything yeah. we wore yeah. back then, and comments like, you know, I bet your mother's so proud of you now. <laughs> 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 um, and, yeah, they are. The, it's worth pressing the red button I'll afterwards. That, yeah. I'll try that one, yes. Mm. <laughs> But very intriguing stuff. I yes, yeah. I again, I am, I'm still caught. I'm still yes. going mm. back. Yeah, it's still there's still that indefinable something that's sitting yeah. in the corner saying you want to watch this. I have you to want admit, to watch this. these two episodes have caught me much more than the original. The, yeah. When the, when the first season of Life on Mars came out, 
um, sorry, of Ashes to Ashes, Ashes to came Ashes. out, it just jarred with yeah. me completely. Yeah. And I don't think I watched much more than the first two episodes. Now, some of it was my own personal embarrassment of the 80s. <laughs> I was there, and I can remember some of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do I really want to be reminded I wore those fashions? Yeah, you um, had that hair. <laughs> I had that hair, yes. But some of it was also, it, it just didn't seem no. to have caught it. Then last season, as you say, that was Very much good. better. Yeah. But yeah. this one is, is definitely... Yeah. As got th- it, whatever it is. I think I said when season two was out, it was a completely different programme. Season one, I thought it was over and done with. I'm not interested in catching any of these anymore. But season two, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I don't know who was rewriting it, but it's suddenly, what the hell mm. is going on? Mm. And I do like the idea that this is the last season. It is being well written. I, I like the fact that they are, and I hope they don't, come out of it at the end of it they're not falling into the trap of this is good we will extend it on yeah, i'm sure not yeah the people love 40 towers because it only has something like 13 14 yeah. episodes yeah. it was it didn't become jaded yeah and i think they made the right move to have no more than three i think they wanted three originally for um life on mars probably three yeah. for each yeah. Yeah. and to actually round it up whilst it's still got the imagination whilst it's still captured yeah the whilst audience it's still well, fresh yeah, yeah while the actors still want to do it yeah. yeah 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 i think philip glenister will always want to be gene hunt <laughs> <laughs> you know, i suspect even he was out by now i don't know i mean as an actor that's a perfect that's a oh, brilliant role a you can role. have so yeah. much yeah. fun with that and be a bad guy, but that's a good guy at the same time. <laughs> he's the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just get the feeling he's enjoying oh, that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We shall see. Well, But no, definitely watch next week. Mm. watching this space. I certainly know I'm going to be... It, it's, it's on reminder on, yeah. the, uh, on the iPlayer. For so. those of you who haven't seen season one, loved, loved Life on Mars, but didn't watch season one or two of Ashes to Ashes, I would recommend you go back and watch at least the first two episodes of this season so far. Yeah. You will pick it up. Yeah, it's the same story. You know, you yeah. will get the hint, the, the premise of what it's about, and yeah. I think it's going to be well worth seeing how it I, finishes I, at the end. I'm hoping... I think we're going to have a good payoff. Mm. We're either going to be swearing about it, but we'll be talking about whatever happens. Yeah. It's never quite as much fun when you actually find it. No, no. As long as they don't do anything like they did at the end of Life on Mars. Yeah. Where he jumped off the edge and has he committed suicide and they told you. Now, I think that would have been so much better if we'd been left to decide (laughs) ourselves. That's it. Half of the magic is the anticipation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who took that photo? Ah, We'll find out. What photo? <laughs> the upturned car. The car. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Sam Tyler? Uh, we have a letter here from Reese. It couldn't be. Could it, it is good old, my old, good old mucker Reese. Haven't <laughs> heard from him for ages. <laughs> Dear team. When Real Keith Crumbly and El Presidente were talking about their favourite pieces of music the series, I'd also like to hear Gene and Fakes Keith's as well. But El Presidente says he doesn't have the third album. What? You have to get it for him for his birthday. I mean, good God, no one should go through that kind of pain and terror. Lift your game, guys. He needs that album. I didn't actually say I didn't have it. I said I wasn't very familiar with it. Yeah, I do have it. I haven't heard it nearly as much as the first two because it wasn't as good. <laughs> oh, it just wasn't as good. I didn't think. Opening I, debate there. I don't have any of the albums of the Doctor Who music. <laughs> I have all five, if you include the two Torchwoods. Ah, ah. I used to have the single "I Am the Doctor" oh, <laughs> no. by the head of the Pertwee. <laughs> Hello, head. Anyway, Reese continues. Oh, sorry, Reese continues. Yes, right. Okay, I'll give you a quote or two. Now, Amy, there is one thing you have to know, because one day your life might depend on it. I am just a man with a big blue box. I am the doctor. So basically, run. You delivered those with as much passion as Matt Smith did. That's what I hear. That's what I hear every Saturday. Pretty sure that's not quite great, that quote there, is it? Oh, uh, I'd still love to come f- uh, on the show for a 10th Doctor time review, but good f- uh, goodbye for now, Reese Parton. P.S. I have a speech about how angry I am with a lot of fans who say RTD isn't a very good writer. But he is. I mean, he brought back the show! Yep. Anywho, I'll give you the whole speech if I come on the show. 
Dear team, it's Reese again. Hiya. Hiya. I've been looking around online for Doctor Who news, but hopefully no spoilers. And I found out that, and no offence to Americans, that, quote, taught would lead a man to be de-gayed for American <laughs> audiences, end quote. For God's sake! I thought they think they are protecting themselves and their children from others around the world. I mean, they don't show any Australian shows in America. Well, any good ones. And they even revoice little children cartoons with Americans. Okay, yeah. sorry about that. Just my rant. Anyway, I recently saw League of Gentlemen. Don't ask how, because I kept on hearing you say, Hello, Dave. You're my wife now. It's really funny. <laughs> well, goodbye. I can answer Reese's um, inquiry as to how they are de-gaying the American. What it is, Reese, is our man, our nice Mr. Barrow man, is, tur- is turning up in the... Desperate Housewives? Desperate Housewives. And apparently he's going to turn all the women's worlds upside down. <laughs> I think he is going in there as a quite heterosexual, naughty boy character. Yep, Barrow man. <laughs> I suspect there will be no snogging of fellas unless it's the wives husbands as well as the wives but I get the feeling yep. that the character is is much more of a, a heartthrob bad yep. boy yep. so that's probably what they're getting at um, we have a short letter here from Benjamin Staggering Stories team hello someone thought I was unable to write a short piece of feedback to that I'll just say regards Benjamin Elliot <laughs> thank you Ben <laughs> there we go you proved your point? Yep. <laughs> we have another one here from Reese. A dear team. Hello, Reese. Reese. I realise I've been sending a lot of emails, but after watching 11th Hour again, I can definitely agree with El Presidente about Karen Gillen. <laughs> mm. Oh, um, sorry, um, I hadn't really noticed her at first. What? Because <laughs> I was more worried about Matt Smith and the vast Toffee MN, because, well, they were more important in many ways. So how can he not notice her? As I said to you the other day when I saw Karen Gillan for real, if I was not a heterosexual woman, phwoa! <laughs> legs up to 11. Yeah, I mean, how can you not notice her? <laughs> I guess what I mean is the companions, and it is companions, not sidekick or assistant, Yes. normally do very good no matter what. But Karen is, apart from absolutely belting, well, enormously drop-dead gorgeous, <laughs> great, strong and intelligent. Mm-hmm. I think I'm turning into a young win about this. <laughs> I can't even get over how damn stunning she is. Mm-hmm. Have I got my point across? I think so. Sarcasm mode on. I think what I'm trying to say is I think she is a little pretty. <laughs> Sarcasm mode off. I did also see the Beast Below trailer. Not to give anything away. Well, why not? We've already spoken about it. Yep. The way she acts, she seems to really care about the Doctor. And I bet real Keith will know what I mean. <laughs> he's, yep. he's normally the only one to see the trailers. Possibly fake Keith too. I will find out if you tell me. Okay. I'm a little confused because I did comment David Tennant would be a brilliant reason to be gay. I bet you <laughs> remember, boys. But now, I, I, yeah. but now I might need to be... Anywho... <laughs> That's all for now from Reese Parton, who's pushing his acting career takes off so he can work with the beautiful, beautiful Karen Gillan. Good luck. I, I take it that David Tennant has brought him back to the path of Karen Gillan. Seems so. Yep. Yes, I'm so in love. Karen Gillan could probably turn it into his head. Great. What we have here is uh, the follow-up to Chris's letter, or the second part of Chris's letter from last podcast. In this part, he discusses the beast below. Oh, That's okay. why we split it. See what we did? That's why we split it up. We do actually think about Get these to things. The point. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the Beast Below. This one begins with one of those classic opening sequences where a character is killed in the very first scene. This also introduces the Smilers to us, and a sequ- the sequence is built up very well to the end reveal of the demonic Smiler. The first scene is with our two main characters. is very fairy tale like again, mm. as Stephen Moffat said in the Confidential. It's like she's run away with Peter Pan, and this first scene gives us the Doctor Who spin on Amy being able to fly. Yeah, true. The thing about the non-interference being compared to the wildlife documentary is a brilliant simile from Amy and her sadness as the girl cries make her suddenly realise the enormity of what she's just said. Mm. As we wander through New Oxford Street we get some great Matt Smith strangeness with the glass of water. (laughs) There's an escaped fish. Very funny. Also in this, we get another Stephen Moffat spin of the Doctor's knife style. Never interfere in the affairs of other peoples or planet, unless there's children crying. Mm. Another thing that Stephen has done in the past is to get his companions into trouble, and Amy's is no exception to this. Mm -hmm. Her comment about the keep-out sign being particularly daring, I thought. 
Another small point is that the next scene we get the first look at how the Doctor uses his sonic screwdriver. Mm. Meanwhile, Amy awaits in the voting booth. Is it just me, or does this man presenting the videos sound a lot like and look slightly like my namesake, Christopher H. Bidman? Mm. I'd hate to think that what the repercussions might be with all the talk of the story of forgetting your vote after five years (laughs) and bringing down the government if the Sunday Times has gotten hold of this story instead of being over 20 years is late with the happiness patrol. <laughs> yeah. Another sequence in the mouth of the creature. Fun for the children with some very funny dialogue, especially for the Doctor's attempt to calm Amy down with meditation. <laughs> yeah. We properly meet Les 10. Given that we found out who she really is at this point, it's an idea. A future head of the British monarchy, which I can't believe hasn't been done before. Mm. Also, given what we see of her characterisation and the way she looks and speaks shows that it's still a forward-thinking programme under Stephen Moffat. The whole revelation about the Starwell being tortured was very tragic, which matches the Doctor's anger and revulsion which is of what is being done, which Matt Smith pulls off very convincingly. Yes. This being this first full time, he's really impressed me. His line, nobody human has anything to say to me today, yeah. captures this very well, and his outline of the decisions he could make demonstrate that the Doctor works to a very complicated set of morals. Whilst missing mm. the obvious one about letting the thing live... Eventually, of course, Amy solves the problem for him, Mm -hmm. even though she did put all the pieces together in the right way, as the Doctor points out later. She couldn't have completely known the full consequences of what might happen. The scene at the end between the two of them demonstrate that Amy now understands what it is like to travel with the Doctor, which, as Stephen said, is the job of this story. And the final hug is a reaffirmation of their friendship. It was very touching, I thought. Looking further ahead, slightly with things like Amy's wedding and certain title for upcoming stories, I'll be very interested to see how her character develops. Mm. The madman with the box has a new friend. Let's see where it takes them next. Just a final point. For the next time, I might only be sending my thoughts on Victory of the Daleks and reviewing up-and-coming two-parters together. All Mm. the best. Chris. Thank you, yeah, Chris. Thank you, Chris. I think he is quite right, and it was the story that shows Amy the idea of who the Doctor is she's painted in her head yeah. may not be the, the, the real Doctor. Yeah. She's painted a child's idea of who this person is, mm. and she's now got to realise it with an adult's eyes yeah. that this isn't a fairy tale, this isn't her night... Not, not her, in a, a, her Peter Pan. Yeah, it isn't her Peter Pan mm. or what have you. That This is, you know, it's got consequences yeah. in a series and I think yes it was a good story for that yeah yeah, it was exactly about that it was about mm. the Doctor and Amy getting to know each other better properly and Amy proving that she had the chops to be there mm. we have one here from Sarah hello Sarah hello Sarah she says something uh, <laughs> is it Spanish Buenas tardes tambalindos historias de equipo y el jefe de pertuis y el jefe de pertuis or that even <laughs> a long time though right Hope you're all well. Uh, Some of us. Yeah. yeah. They get better, I'm sure. <laughs> those of us that are here are well, those of us that aren't, aren't. <laughs> I'm sure they pull through. Yes. I'd like to say that my lack of writing is because I was stranded on a mysterious island with polar bears, <laughs> time travelling, and a killer cloud of black smoke. But actually, it's because I'm apparently supposed to work for this pesky degree. Ah. Who knew? Real life. <sighs> I never watched my degree. It just kind of happened. <laughs> Random bit of feedback from a while ago in Podcast 65. Oh, God. One of the funniest things I've heard in a while is a group of let's say older than intended demographic gentlemen <laughs> trying to talk about girly teen vampire shows <laughs> yeah. personally I'm sick yeah. of the genre I like horror I don't mind the odd bit of horror fancy romance every now and then but I would like to go into a bookshop without being confronted by mountains of books displaying girls snogging the undead <laughs> <laughs> they'll like a bit of a sleep. necrophilia is a dying habit <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, I imagine that when you do that you need a breath mince afterwards yep yes. now no need to avoid it any longer Doctor Who. Ooh. I really like Matt Smith. <laughs> he is charming, smart, funny, and otherworldly. I'm going off of you, Sam. I'm going <laughs> off of you. <laughs> okay, when I first watched it, I was a bit wah at the food scene, <laughs> but it can be written off as a post-generation stuff. Yeah. So that's fine. Yep. In the second episode, his sudden anger at Grunhilda for making the choice for him was really well done. You just didn't expect it from his wide-faced, smiling, fish-custard-eating, bow-tie-wearing chap. He's smart, but he isn't arrogant like tenant and he's immediately friendly and likeable I think he's the doctor and to me that's the end of it <laughs> Grunhilda is an alright companion 
Not bad, but not fantastic either at this point. She may grow on me. TARDIS is also something that will grow on me. I like bits and pieces. The blown glass in the column is very mm. steampunk, as is leather-bound monitor. But something about it seems a bit small. <laughs> like I said, it will grow on me. I'm also in the minority, I think, in that I like the new theme. Build-up has a good stirring quality, as if to say, let's get ready for adventure. Ashes to Ashes is back and full of mystery. Who is the two-faced policeman? What really happened with Sam's death? I hope Gene didn't really kill him. And why did the Life on Mars song play around Shaz in episode two? Mm. Uh, I wondered that. So many questions, it's better than ever. Can't wait to find out. Adios, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting Mm. stuff going on with the Ashes. Yes. Glad somebody likes the new Doctor Who thing. I don't mind it. Someone has to. Like, someone has to dislike Matt Smith. (laughs) (laughs) I'll carry on honestly, honestly taking on that charge. (laughs) Despite your better judgment. Despite my better judgment, yes. Despite the fact that deep down inside, I I probably think he's the best doctor ever. Not. (laughs) You're a trooper. You you are a trooper. Yes. What am I going to do if uh, Karen Gillan leaves it? Will oh, I enjoy it anymore? <laughs> I actually did refer to her as Gunhilda Nobnak and <laughs> Amy Pond the other day, which called great dismay from the person I was talking to. <laughs> it wasn't Matt Smith, was it? No. <laughs> it wasn't Karen Gillan, was it? No, but when they were shouting, we want the Doctor, we want Amy Pond, I actually said, Gunhilda Nobnak! <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, hello team and the head. Hello, we have a letter. JD. We have a letter from JD. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still here and the weeping angels are still working for me. I trapped Tachyon TV in their volcano, but I unwittingly fell into their trap. They drenched Jack Daniel's barbecue sauce over three of my Ooh. henchmen, and I heard the familiar sound of the TARDIS engines, and out came one of the incarnations of the Doctor that they feared. Colin Baker. He lunged at the angels and before they knew it, he gnawed off one of their arms and then realised he didn't know where he was and what was going on and quickly left. Okay. I like the fact that JD actually spells TARDIS properly with yes. a full stop between yes. the T-A-R-D and I. Capital letters yeah. Good bit of grammar there. <laughs> <laughs> so now the angels are getting testy, so I promised them a certain Sally Sparrow in compensation. Mm. <laughs> anyway, as Matt Smith would say, I'm rambling back to the point I really enjoyed the beast below I didn't have to check the time on how many minutes were left and before I knew it it was over I think that Matt and Gunhilda are a really good pair together but I noticed the absence of the skirt and that was the only downfall (laughs) well on the plus side she didn't have any stockings on either she actually saw real flesh of her legs and she was in a a wet nighty at one point she was yes Yes. (laughs) a rather fetching kind of quite deep pink bra she had on (laughs) quick somebody fetch a car Bucket yeah, I of didn't water. take that much notice, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, El Presidente is really taking watching this on high definition. <laughs> high def, he's there. Oh, yeah. JD continues. I can't wait for the victory of the Daleks, and we'll give you all a review soon. Looking I've forward to it. Also completed my Firefly collection with a digital copy of Serenity and the collector's edition of the DVD as well. Congratulations oh, and well done. Yeah. And what did Enjoy you think that. of it? I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. P.S. By the way, I have a question for Jean. When will I be able to purchase your I Love Stephen Moffat and Matt Smith shirt and sweatshirt? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to work out how many dimensional times I would have to... (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. Calm down. (laughs) I'm not... Steve Moffat? I've got nothing against Steve Moffat. I've never had nothing against Steve Moffat. I hope never to have nothing against <laughs> Matt Smith. <laughs> oh. I like Steve's stuff. I'm enjoying his stuff yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Matt might be a lovely bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like his doctor. Oh, dear. Find okay. your happy place. Find my happy place. My, my psychiatrist said I have a happy place. I'll go there now. <laughs> we have one here from Misha. Oh, hello, hey, Misha. Misha. She says, hello, all. I can't manage to think of some proper feedback, so here's a bit of pedantry for you. <laughs> At the end, when Amy hugs the Doctor and then they go out to the TARDIS, she's got magical earrings. Oh, I'll have to have a look at that. Continuity error. Yeah. They go from being little pearly baubles to stars. Oh. Where there are other points, but I'm tired. Hope you're well, Misha. Thank you, Misha. Misha. It's the wrong shows. If it had been Ashes to Ashes, it may have been a plot point. Yeah. yeah. It might still be a plot point. <laughs> They've always been stars, as far as I've noticed. But he's gonna, he's, you know what it means? It gives you another 
another reason to go back and watch. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> like he needs a reason. <laughs> and one final bit of feedback here from Wynn. Oh, hello, hello Wynn! Sorry. Hello, Wynn. <laughs> Sorry for the lateness. Yet another senior moment. Keeping it quick. New Doctor. Very good. First two episodes. Very good. Karen Gillan, very good. <laughs> but I wouldn't fight El Presidente for her. Give me a real woman any day. Hello to Jean and Fake Keith. <laughs> Take the pervinous as read. Body yep. with you, win. Thank you, win. Yes, I'm not always that drunk, just most of the time. <laughs> just waiting for someone to take the advantage. Hello again to Gene and Fake Keith. <laughs> Well, uh, okay, thank you, Willie. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, I think. <laughs> Look, it's the only compliment I get. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> that's it, I think. Yes, yes oh, yeah. another quick one. Well, not really. <laughs> so, ta ta from Podcast 70, and we'll see you in 71. Yep. In a week's time. In a week's time, this yes. Publication. In this publication. Just stand there with bated breath. So Daleks and more no, oh, Ashes yep. to Ashes, yeah. which probably match Ashes with Daleks because the time Daleks are finished with anyone, they Everything turn into Ashes. ashes. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 17, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Gene Riddler, and Keith Dunn. Views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended. This podcast now presents a version www.staggerystories.net. Not very good with voices. They usually go up to uh, Pakistani South in oh, I can't do any Scottish. At all. I can't even do that. <laughs> Scottish. Scottish. Remember, I did the email. Do you actually remember the series oh, yes, of Flash and yes, Blade? Yes, 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 I do remember the series of Flash and Blade. Do you know what else she bought, which she's given me to look at? The singing ringing tree. Oh, <laughs> that was the stuff of nightmares, wasn't it? It was, it's a yes. Russian thing. Yeah, it was the, it was the, the it's a Czechoslovakian. Ah. And it's got the most evil dwarf ever in a children's TV programme. <laughs> Seriously, it is disturbing. <laughs> it really is. You got a you got a fairy tale princess who is basically almost communist right on. Yeah. Um, who definitely you know the prince needs rescuing from the princess virtually. <laughs> it's background music. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice when it's all constructed on the CD. But I wouldn't be able to tell you. Well, I'll probably I'll tell you Rose's theme because I've heard it so many bloody times. <laughs> but you know, I couldn't distinguish one piece from the other. Other than that, oh, that was in episode so and so. That was in so and so. As I said, I only know because I've listened. I, I, I look at the MP3, I think, oh, that's a nice track, what's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And some of them I, I know, the Gallifrey one, certainly I know. I, I can actually answer what's my favourite piece of music. Anyway. I am just a madman in a blue, big boop. My name's Paul Cornell and you're listening to Staggering Stories.